0: Welcome to Focus on Women's Podcast. We are an organization working to give women in the creative world of photography, videography, styling, art directing and more a seat at the table. Through community networking, workshopping, and mentoring, we hope to provide support for all the women in our industry. This first series of interviews, we will talk to artists and creatives about how they got started, what were some of their challenges as females working in a male-dominated industry, what drives their passion and creativity, and how will they be speaking up for the generation ahead? Hi, I'm Tracy Tarek, founder of Focus on Women and Poppy Creative Agency. In this podcast today, we have Owl Eye Media, two fabulous ladies from San Jose, Anna Lee Pulley and Carrie Johnson. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. I thought maybe we could start with a little bit of background on how you guys both got started in your different fields and what brought you together to start the agency.
1: Let's start with Carrie. Um, I got started in the field pretty much right out of college, and I worked. Um, Somebody from my college had hired me as a production assistant, a woman, actually, at ESPN. And it was this tiny group at ESPN at the time called EOE, ESPN Original Entertainment. Um, And I really, really lucked out. I ended up working in this small group that did a lot of documentaries. There was a lot of people who did um, films for the Olympics at the times also, which was like... Olympic films were a really big deal when we first started. So it was... Not lost on me that I also had a woman hire me at ESPN, which I think a lot of people might not, that might not seem normal (laughs) for ESPN. Um, But she was amazing. And so I was at ESPN for a while when I met Anna. Uh Um, I think I was there about three or four years when I met you at ABC Sports.
0: Uh And Carrie, were you, what did you study in school?
1: I I was a double major. So I majored in English literature and then film. Um, So I did study film. But it was, a, it was a fairly new program at my college. Um, but then I went abroad to London and did like a film program in the summer also. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did study film.
0: Okay. And that led you to ESPN?
1: So when I graduated, I knew I wanted to work in film, but I wasn't sure where. Um, so I did what a lot of people do when they graduate. You hit up all the alumni and pray that somebody hires you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ann Powell. Uh, is the one who was the kindest and hired me at ESPN. So I wasn't necessarily headed towards sports, um, but it it was awesome. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's documentary, so it's storytelling, which is what I wanted to do. Um, so working on documentaries and features about athletes was amazing. I loved it. And I, w- I feel like we both – and I lucked out learning from some of the best storytellers in the business. I mean – And then that carries into all areas of business, really, not just sports. I mean, when you learn how to tell a story, you can make a great video, make a great documentary.
0: Sure. So, Anna, how did you come into play? Where did you start? What did you study first? Um,
2: Well, undergraduate, I was an English literature major. I went to the University of Michigan. I knew
1: that was going to come up. Go blue. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) And uh, I actually... um, I moved out here right after college, and I worked for a tech startup, and I worked in marketing, and uh, quickly realized that's not what I want to do, <laughs> which is funny, because now that's what I know, we do. I know, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, I, I decided uh, in college, I actually wanted um, to go into journalism, but they didn't have a journalism major. They had a communications major, So, and I didn't know, you know at the tender age of 18, 19, 20, <laughs> I didn't really know what that meant. Um, so I decided to pursue a master's in journalism
0: and that's how I got into this business. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you went to ESPN, what were you doing there? Were you also producer?
2: Yes. Um, well, I think we kind of all, you know, work from the, the bottom. <laughs> or from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, to quote Drake. <laughs> to quote Drake. Um, <laughs> Yep. So um, I started an internship actually at HBO Boxing. I knew nothing about boxing, um, but I learned a lot, and I actually came to love boxing at mm-hmm. HBO. It's kind of a dying sport now.
1: Um, sorry, boxing. Sorry, boxing.
2: Um, but I started there as an intern, and um, and I got the internship through my school. I went to NYU, and yeah, from there it's kind of, it's it's a really small world
1: um is sports that's what production. i was gonna say everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows
2: each other um it it's kind of it's like
1: we cross paths without without knowing, knowing it, it until later yeah. where i it's like oh we both did the athens olympics right. like i worked at hbo boxing too uh
2: yeah so it's, it's like different. we you're kind of ships in the night until mm-hmm. you actually meet each other but it's, it's a pretty small world um and that's how you kind of get your jobs you you um Get one job, you meet a bunch of people. Then they kind of take you along to another job, or they refer you to another person that they know, and and that's how um, that's how I ended up at ESPN, which used to be ABC Sports, um, for all the youngins out there. Right. <laughs> there was actually something called ABC Sports back in the day before ESPN um, kind of took, took over, over all of the sports for for Disney. Right. Um, so yeah, and that's where that's where we went. and and I started started as an intern. Then I went to Uh, the Athens Olympics as a production assistant then I um, did a couple other freelance jobs as a production assistant and then I ended up at ABC Sports and then kind of moved up from there
0: okay so when you guys finally met Uh is that what's what was the spark what was the inspiration for partnering
1: up oh man truffle egg toast (laughs) It's always food. With us. I was afraid of Anna when I first met her, and then she said something about this dish that I loved in New York at this restaurant, and I was like, "Oh, never mind. We're gonna get along." <laughs> and the rest is history. That's
2: true. We, so we met, but it took it took a while for us to start. Yeah. this company. Um,
1: that was 2006, I think, or 2005 when we met. When we met,
2: yeah. And then we didn't start until 2012. 12, 12, yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah, 2012. So, um, she went, she went to the advertising world for a while. Mm-hmm. I stayed in sports, but that also kind of crossed over into entertainment as well. I was freelance for a while. You were?
1: permalance, permalance, And advertising. But I think we both, I don't know, maybe a lot of people feel this way. Once you've worked in the industry a while, you reach a point where you're like, oh, I think we should start our own company. <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Without knowing too much.
1: <laughs> without knowing, yeah. <laughs> too much.
0: Yes, definitely. I started my agency f- with a photographer who just reached out and said, you have to help me find work. hmm And you're going to be my rep. And then it morphed into, you know, 10 years later doing repping. So yeah, I think that happens a lot when you're just in that circle. Like you said, it's a small circle. And then when you find mm-hmm. what you love to do, you just keep going and mm-hmm. trying to find ways to make it work. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and she, Anna was out in California already and Silicon Valley was kind of this, it seemed like there weren't a lot of production companies, but everyone wanted video.
2: That's, that was the idea yeah. when it first came out. But, you know, you know when you first start something, you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, it's just that we, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know if we started with a premise that's actually true. That yeah, there I don't, aren't that many production companies. No, there. I
1: don't think it was true. No, but that was our That was
2: that's our what That's
1: what we thought. Yeah, that was, <laughs>
2: that was what we thought, and and it's because we just weren't in the know. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of the impetuousness, I guess, of like
1: it was the New Yorkers being like, like "Oh,
2: wait this is an opportunity," <laughs> you know, and then and then and yep. then we started and we're like, "Oh, oh shit." <laughs> So um, yeah, so that's that's how it all started. But uh, you know, I, I think for me too, I got married and I had I got pregnant, and that really changed um, the type of work I could take. Um, I, and I hate saying that because it shouldn't be the case, but it really was the case because I can't be away from home for, extended periods of time working 16 hours a day you know and um and i was like i can't i can't do it at the same time at least i felt that i couldn't so um so that was another big motivating factor for me to try to start my own thing kind of be in control of my destiny a little
0: so that was a big motivating factor for me sure and so tell us a little bit more about owl eye media and what each of your roles there looks like
1: Right. Um, Role-wise...
0: I mean, it's a real collaboration. Yeah, it's
1: a collaboration.
0: Uh, Are you both producing and shooting? I see what you're asking. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, We, I would say, for the most part, we don't. We're not shooting.
2: No, we, so we're kind of the brain of the project, and we kind of expand and contract our crews and post-production needs as we need to. So we we can both shoot. We Mm -hmm. can both edit. Um we can kind of do the whole thing, but depending on how much work we have and what the budget is, frankly, um, we kind of hire as we need to. Um, and we kind of have our roster of trusted vendors. Um, and, you know, some some projects call, call for, you know, a higher-end shooter with more expensive equipment and other projects don't. And some projects need an, a separate audio guy. Some projects don't. So we kind of make... It work for whatever the client needs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but creatively, it's it's us, mm-hmm. the two of us, yeah, the two. Of it's us. a total collaboration,
0: right? Right. And do you also handle the the post and the retouching? Is that also coming? Mm-hmm.
1: If mm-hmm. they ask, for yeah, you know. we did all the posts.
0: So full full service. Full service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so everyone gets a picture of what you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you? You're what seven years in, right? And, oh my God. And, yeah. and what do you what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you loving the industry? I mean, luckily you started in video and as somebody who reps photographers, I feel like that's kind of coming from the other side. Mm-hmm. Now photographers are adding video, right? So you guys were a little bit ahead of that curve, um, so to speak. And what keep you know what keeps you relevant? What keeps you out there in
1: a really over-impacted environment? I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, we like to tell stories. We love storytelling and that that's evident in all of our videos. So I would say that creatively feeds us. It's always kind of an exciting challenge when you get a creative treatment to think about, you know, how am I going to take this, for example, with a tech company, how am I going to take this invisible software? And turn this into a video with a story? Or how am I going to evoke emotion from somebody watching this? And it's, it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. Um, and we're storytellers at heart. So, I mean, I think that, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for me. <laughs> but I, I think that feeds the soul. Also, the freedom of your own company is really, really, really nice. And I don't have a kid, but it's really nice to see her be able to do both. I think that's amazing. So,
2: right. And you mentioned staying ahead of the curve um, with all the competition out there. I think another thing that drives us is that we just we just really like the medium. Um, you know, we consume a lot of video ourselves. Right? I mean, like we watch a lot, <laughs> a lot. of TV. Um, a lot. <laughs> and I, as much as I can, at least with like two kids. But um, and also social media content. We we mm-hmm. are constantly consuming. Video, and it's really interesting to see the way that things have evolved. Yeah, um how, um, how production has changed, you know, and it's more accessible. You know, you can get high quality video for much less. Um, the equipment allows you to do it, you can shoot beautiful video on your iPhone. Um, it's really interesting to see that evolution too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a fun challenge to try to stay ahead of the curve, as
1: mm-hmm. you yeah. uh, and
2: figure out compelling ways to tell stories using different methods Um, and and it's kind of you know harder it's harder when um, everybody says that they can do it you know and um, trying to convince people that you can do it better is a special challenge (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. right or why why a professional Mm -hmm. my son has an iphone and can videotape something for you
1: right right
0: but i think it does come back to
2: what Carrie had mentioned that we learn from the best and there's a subtlety and there's an art to telling a story. Um, Sure. Your 17 year old kid could says I can make a video, but is it going to be good video? Right. It's kind of, Mm -hmm. maybe if they're kind of like ultra talented and born to do it, maybe, but it kind of takes practice.
1: And that's what we often see with clients too. When they show us examples of videos, it could be clearly a video that they spent a lot of money on. We're like, yeah, it's pretty like, shot nice i have no idea what you're trying to tell me in this video you like know 30 seconds in i'm like tuned yeah out. You know totally what I mean? tuned out like i have no clue what's going on
2: and that's <laughs> a, that's the challenge that we enjoy like we're yeah. constantly looking at our own stuff like is this still interesting like one second and five seconds and ten seconds in. like is it is it engaging and like mm-hmm. are people still watching we actually like to look at stuff like analytics too and see where like the drop offs are um in the video content like when do they stop Watching. Why did they stop watching? You know, is it getting along the tooth? Is it boring? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there nothing to look at? Is it you know? Is it like the Charlie Brown teacher? <laughs> you know. So yeah, that that's
0: that's a challenge that I think we like to
1: uh-huh.
0: figure out constantly. Right? Yeah. So let's go back a little bit to your start. Both of you started in a world that I would assume was mostly male dominated, right? Sports, mm-hmm. and. Were there challenges to move up in that world and come, you know, or did you? Uh, we actually, I mean, you actually had a woman mentor. It sounds like
1: and I did it helped you, but we've talked about this a lot, like pretty frequently. <laughs> um, I guess I'll say for me, um, I actually worked with a decent amount of women. Um, my boss, my direct boss, was a female. Our big boss was a female. Um, so for me, that was my ESPN experience. Once I, I guess, expanded out into sports, yeah, it was predominantly male, but it was never, I wanted to do my job and I wanted to do my job well, male or female, you know, I, it just wasn't for me in New York and the group that I was in, it was never, I never saw it as a thing. I think now looking back, I think about it a little bit more, but to be honest, I've felt, I guess, maybe that pressure or awareness so much more in Silicon Valley than I ever, ever, ever did in New York, ever. I mean, yeah, like Silicon Valley feels like a boys club.
0: From the client perspective, the people you're working for.
1: Yeah. A lot of the tech companies, um, and and we've worked with women at tech companies too, but overall, I think that's been pretty eye-opening, and I never... I really never felt that way at ESPN. Hmm. That's my experience.
2: I mean, I never thought about it either. Mm -hmm. It just never occurred to me. Um, I I was also very um, fortunate in that I I worked with a lot of women at ABC. um, Most of the feature department, it was all women. I mean, our boss was a man, but the rest of us, we're all women. And um, so I was fortunate in that regard. But I have also worked in other places where it's predominantly male. And um, I don't think it was ever a, an issue. But I think looking back on it, it's very interesting to see mm-hmm. the fall off yeah. when women decide to have families. Yeah, um, I just personally, out of the women I know who we worked with, Once you have a kid, it's you just leave sports. I don't know anyone who's had a child and stayed in it for very long.
0: And Um, do you think that's because of the hours and the traveling, like you were talking about before, or is there? I don't know. I really
2: don't know. I don't know if it's something that we do ourselves Mm. because we have some subconscious notion of like we should be at home, or you know, there's always that guilt of I'm not, I'm not doing enough at work and I'm not doing enough as a mom, you know? So I don't know if it's us or it's them, you know? Um, I don't know. sure I don't know, um, but there is a, definitely a precipitous drop-off mm-hmm. when women mm-hmm. have children, especially in sports, mm-hmm. as, as we know. Mm-hmm. Frankly, everyone that, who has stayed in sports, I can think of maybe one or two exceptions, but they don't have children. I can think of a
1: couple of Natalie sessions. is the only one I can think of. But she But she's. Yeah. Kind
2: of in and out. In and, too. and out, yeah, um, she's freelance.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It,
2: and I think, and I actually think of our peers and people who have kind of moved on into like roles of uh, executive roles, executive producer, running shows. The people who have moved on to those positions are predominantly male. Male.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's interesting in retrospect. Mm-hmm. At, the yeah, time, at the time, we didn't feel it. But in right. retrospect, mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, that's interesting how it turned out like that, you
0: know? Right. I think that I think most women probably at the time you're in it, you just think it's normal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you get out of it and you think, oh, wait a minute, what, you know, what, what happened? happened? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, truly, I didn't, you know, I started focus on women only because someone really pointed out to me multiple times, you, you are, you're a woman-owned agency. You know, and in an industry that's dominated by men, male photographers. So why wouldn't I have ever thought of like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh I want to, you know, that was kind of like the the thing for me was sort of like an aha moment of, oh, I really want to advocate for women in my industry. Mm -hmm. I'm not a photographer. I love photography, but, you know, I want to uplift women and, you Mm -hmm. know, that's sort of how it all came about. Um, do you see that same thing as producers or I mean I would think being a producer there are a lot of female producers it probably is a little bit more balanced out versus the crews that you're putting together Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. yeah for sure Yeah, for sure
0: Um, I would say in post production
2: there are more female editors but definitely in terms of D.P.'s we do not see a lot of female DPs. Um, it's, it's always a welcome sight mm-hmm. when we see one or we run into one. Um, same thing with ACs, uh, camera assistants. Um, any, anyone having in the camera department, mm-hmm. it is predominantly male. Predominantly male.
1: Yeah. Still. 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 Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. right. So that's the goal, or that's the question, or the goal, um, I think, of... The women who are part of Focus on Women is how can we help to change that and mm-hmm. how do we help promote younger women to move into those roles, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how does that, you know?
2: I mean, we're happy to hire, yeah, female DPs, ACs, anyone in <laughs> any the mm-hmm. position. Um, we honestly can't find any in the Bay Area, yeah, is it just me. It's been what? a challenge for us, it's been a real challenge, yeah. Um, yeah. So call us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's, yeah, Let's we'd, we'd love to. Ladies
0: um, who are listening,
1: reach yeah. out to Ally. Yeah, ladies Owl who are our listening, well,
2: yeah, that's right. call
1: Ally.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's also you know I think it's also um uh you know you get trained under DPS and stuff like that and what you know the the male DPS have to also bring yeah. along women. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I know it's like kind of. You know, you want to hang out with dudes or whatever. You know, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of on them, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like You got to be absolutely. open to it and want to hire female assistants and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. At least I, I think so.
1: We were pretty conscious when we had our intern. Shout out to Ashley. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> um, Yeah. I feel like we were...
2: It was nice. Yeah. It was nice to... I mean, obviously, it wasn't the only reason why we hired no. her. she was actually very, she was very qualified, and we were very, very happy with her work. Um, we lucked out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
0: it's it's kind of always there. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about it. We think about it a lot. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about a little bit more about uh, going in that direction. How do you see art, this industry moving forward, in with video and production, and you know, the climate, the climate I, I would think, maybe I'm wrong, is a little bit different for video than photography. You know, for photographers, um, this year has been maybe a little slower, shifting, a lot of clients moving to more video, and if you're not there, you've got to catch up. <laughs> um, but in your world, in video, with, you know, the advertising clients, are you seeing more I think you mentioned earlier even this. Um, behind the scenes photography being needed, right? So that's where the photography is kind of flip-flopped. It's like we, knew, we want video content, and then we also want you to do some stills. We haven't... We don't see that that much. Yeah, we don't see that that much. Um, Usually they're just, we want just video. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the majority of your client? Remind us... In terms
2: of industry? Yeah. Um, Tech technology, I would say probably 90% Mm -hmm. tech companies in the Bay Area. Um, And then we do some nonprofit work, Mm -hmm. which we love. Um, And then education, higher ed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say those are the three main clients, client sectors that we have. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we've never had people be like, can you do photos for us too i mean they do they will ask for like a a frame Mm -hmm. every now and then to represent you know whatever the piece maybe Mm -hmm. um we've had that happen but um we've never been asked to do photography as well as as video usually they are just focused on getting the video um yeah we actually have not run into that we haven't run into that but we have definitely seen a kind of a contracting of the industry. People, yeah, I mean, the stuff that we used to work on was um, pretty high budget, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like people are, people like are like, hey, so can you do a video for like a thousand dollars? You know, and, and and that is, I mean, for people who don't have perspective, that's like. Basically, not doable. I mean, you can't, you can't run a business like that. Um, or maybe you can, but you're, you know, 22 and living at home
1: right? in your parents' basement. You know, I mean, then it works. Then <laughs> maybe
2: you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's, and I think it's because everyone with a camera thinks they can make a video, mm-hmm. a good video.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone wants idea? video. Right. They just don't necessarily want to pay for video. <laughs> they
2: also, I, and we were, Carrie and I were talking about this, like, they just, like, short bursts mm-hmm. of content. Short. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, people just don't have the attention span, um, especially on social media. And so I think in their minds, they're like, why should we pay lots of money for a 10-second video? And we've asked and ourselves that, too. Yeah. We're like, why should they? Yeah, if they're not tense. wrong. Yeah, it's not. they're not wrong, but... So it's, it's something that we're kind of noodling over, too, because, we, I mean, you know, we've mm-hmm. been doing this for a while, and we come from the days when, you know... <laughs> we shot on film. Yeah, and we couldn't <laughs> even, like, sit in the editor's chair because yeah. there's a oh, union, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, the oh, man, those days are, like, way gone, yeah. you know? So it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, but we, we ask
0: ourselves these things, too. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's how I think owning a business you know, for the length of time you have that you watch the industry shift and mm-hmm. then you just have to figure out how you're going to either flow with it or, you know, re rethink how you, what you offer. And yeah. How you right. It. That's right.
2: Right. And if you're okay with
0: it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Right. Right. And if you're ready to go that way. Um, so I guess just in closing, you know, we're all about uh, mentoring younger women and, You know, ideally having all female crews available, you know, with a roster and that sort of thing. So what, if any, kind of tip would you give a younger girl who's out there in, you know, studying marketing and thinks, maybe I want to get into production and producing video or what if I want to be a DP?
2: You gotta ask I yeah mean, you, gotta, you gotta just get in there you gotta get to hustle in there and
1: don't be scared of the don't boys. don't be scared of the boys oh, I love do that. not be scared of the boys Mm-mm.
2: they're just people
1: and honestly they're <laughs> gonna be afraid of you <laughs> let's be real <laughs> or, or maybe that's, that's right. how that's how we were in sports <laughs> i think any of our guy friends at espn were mildly afraid of us it's fine Shout out to all you
0: I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again so much for coming. It was so nice to meet both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And I love the discussion. And thanks to Phyllis Rizvon of Zeta Films for hanging out with us, recording us, editing us. And please check out focusonwomen.org. Sign up for our newsletters and look for our networking events.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What better way to promote women creatives than by sharing your work? Focus on Women is hosting an Instagram takeover. Share your work, show off your process, and connect with a new audience. Head to focusonwomen.org to sign up today.